0: Despite various reform measures being initiated by the Union government to ensure sustainability and stability in the country's electricity sector, it continues to suffer. The weakest link in the entire reforms process are the ailing state distribution companies or DISCOMs, who are responsible for providing proper electricity supply to the customers. DISCOMs buy power from generation companies and supply it to the customers. But things are changing now. What's new? That's what I, Rija Mishra, have discussed in the latest episode of Energonomics. Demystifying the latest reform measures being initiated by the Union Government is with me, Vikram V, Vice President and Sector Head, Corporate Ratings, ICRA. Here is the full conversation. So, Vikram, uh, we all went through the latest policy and it has been perceived by many as a very, uh, you know, much needed reform measure to clean up the balance sheet of the state utilities which are under financial distress. What I want to understand from you is the intent behind it and also what exactly are these rules?
1: So essentially, most state governments provide tariffs at a discounted rate to uh, some segments of the consumers, mainly agriculture and uh, some sections of the domestic consumers. And uh, when the regulators approve the tariff, uh, they consider this subsidy and approve a discounted or a subsidized tariff to the consumers. So ideally, the state should pay this tax on an advanced basis based on the expected consumption from each of these consumer segments. What these rules are saying that the DISCOMS should submit a report within or 30 days from the closure of the quarter uh, on the subsidy accounting in terms of how much subsidy have they billed, what is the consumption by these uh, section of consumers where subsidies provided, and how much is the subsidy paid by the state governments. This report is to be submitted to the state commission, which will scrutinize it and which will publish it. This is essentially to bring in transparency in this uh, subsidy accounting mechanism, wherein how much are you actually billing, how much are you actually receiving, And are you building in line with whatever is the consumption of these subsidized consumers? That all of these things are brought out in the public in a very transparent manner. And everybody has uh, an accounting of is the state actually paying the subsidy, whatever they are uh, budgeting for in terms of the tariff that is given to these consumers? Or is there any shortfall? And is it putting any stress on the discounts because of lack of payment of these uh, subsidies by the states? And if the state is not paying the subsidy in advance in in line with whatever is being uh, asked by the discounts as per the uh, consumption by the section of customers, then the regulator has the ability to charge the full tariff as approved in the tariff order to the consumer without considering subsidy. So that is the stick that one is using in these rules uh, to bring in discipline in terms of the subsidy payments from the states to the discounts. You have defined it clearly
0: to us on the whole tariff fixation thing. But the point is the accounting, for the accounting purposes, even the billing mechanism has been, you know, the the DISCOMs, if I've got it right, have to uh, clearly spell out the billing mechanism also. Is it also true that the entire process will bring down disputes? If the accounts are clear, we see a constant dispute going to CERCs or SCRCs, DISCOM versus X customer DISCOM versus on these disputes. So, uh, do you think it will clean up the entire system, and what are the key points in the rules, if you can spell out that for us?
1: Sure. So, firstly, on the key points in the rules, the rules essentially uh, say that a quarterly report shall be issued by the State Commission for each of the distribution licences in their jurisdiction giving findings on what is the subsidy raised by the by this particular discom in that quarter based on the energy consumed by the subsidized consumers category of consumers and then what is the actual payment of the subsidy by the government and if there is any gap between what has been due and what has been paid and then the uh, discoms uh, report is scrutinized by the commission and it is published uh, by the SERC of the particular state and if the subsidy is not paid in advance, then the state commission shall have the right to issue an order for implementation of tariff without subsidy for those particular uh, consumer categories in line with the uh, provisions of the FCT Act. Act. So these are the broad contours of the rules that have been uh, published by the central government. And essentially, as I mentioned earlier, to bring in transparency in terms of the subsidy accounting, subsidy being paid by the states. In terms of the dispute reduction, I think essentially the issue comes in between the state and the DISCOM. The DISCOM, when claiming the subsidy at the beginning of the quarter, they will say that this is the amount of consumption by these consumer categories. And in many cases, because the agriculture segment is not metered, the consumption by this segment is estimated based on the metering at the distribution transformer level or at the feeder level. So there, there could be disputes between the DISCOM and the state in terms of what is the actual consumption by the particular consumer. The domestic consumers, all the other segments are fully metered. There is no challenge there in terms of the measurement. But in terms of the agriculture segment, there are sometimes challenges between what is the accounting of subsidy by the discom and what is paid by the state because there are disputes in terms of what could be the consumption of the segment. Essentially there, the mid-range level infrastructure has to be improved to ensure uh, full transparency on what is the consumption, actual consumption by this segment and what is the subsidy required to be paid by the states. There it could bring in better transparency and improve the reliability of subsidy accounting going forward. Can you
0: explain to me one more thing that uh, what people are very or why people are getting confident about this change is because it has the rule has come under the act normally rules are rules they were not uh, having the backing like this now this one has been factored under the electricity act so do you think it will it will uh, serve the purpose or is it a way of the centre to, you know, trying to fix accountability of the states as well as the discoms?
1: Most of the rules that have been made by the uh, central government Offlet come through this mechanism called electricity rules of 2005. These were notified subsequent to the enactment of the electricity act. And then over a period, the government has been amending these rules to improve the implementation of the provisions of the act. And the latest notification, which has come about on the subsidy accounting and payment, is also part of the City rule amendment, which were first published in 2005. Essentially, these rules enable the government to implement its policy initiatives, whatever have been notified under the city act, and then follow uh, these guidelines act as uh, the main uh, principles to be followed by the regulatory commissions and the discounts and the state governments. So they have the backing of the act, as you rightly pointed out. They have the backing of the electricity act. It is onerous on state go- discounts, the governments and the uh, SCRCs to follow these rules and implement them in full spirit. And that's what we have seen in the last rules also, the late payment surcharge rules, which were notified through the same mechanism, wherein the implementation has been very good over the past 12 months, with payments being realized by the generators from the discoms in a timely manner post-implementation of these rules. A similar implementation track record is expected from these rules as well on the subsidiary payment. So we'll have to wait and see how this uh, goes. Oh,
0: so that, that's a, a very interesting point. Uh, as you said, we have to wait and see. For everything, You know, states work in their own uh, space. But uh, do you think this was needed? Was it the need of the art?
1: Definitely. So I think, What the center is trying to do is, it's trying to fix the challenges that the DISCOMs are facing. There are multiple challenges. One is of the uh, operating inefficiencies, which is your high aggregate technical and commercial losses, which they are trying to fix through the smart metering route and the revamped DISCOM reform scheme. And there is this uh, payment delays from DISCOMs generators that they are trying to fix through the legitimate surcharge rules. And third is your subsidy. Wherein over the years, there has been a significant buildup of subsidy dues from the states to the uh, discoms in a few states. I wouldn't say all states, but there are a few states where there has been a significant buildup. And the subsidy almost accounts for about close to 20% of the discom revenues. So if they don't pay the subsidy on time, it creates a deficit in the cash flows for the discoms. So to take care of this problem, these rules were necessary to bring in the transparency and to bring in discipline from the from the state government side to make sure that this subsidy, whatever they have promised. Obviously, you don't want to make higher, you don't need payments more than what they have uh, accounted for. But the accounting of that subsidy, as well as the payment of that subsidy, should be on timely manner and accurate. These are the major reasons why uh, the government is acting through the various routes that they have to improve the discount finances. That is the weakest link in the sector value chain. And that's where a lot of initiatives have happened in the past without much success. Of late, a number of initiatives through these rules, through these reform schemes are being taken up to uh, revive the distribution segment through multiple ways, not just having one scheme, but for each of the problems, bring in a different uh, scheme or a different route to take care of that and to tackle that and ensure that uh, the problem is uh, identified and dealt with uh, properly. Uh,
0: state like Telangana has been opposing privatization of DISCOM. And we've been very vocal about it. But we have seen success of private DISCOMs also. in In certain states, they have done pretty well. Correct. So uh, do you think privatization could correct this further? Because they are state-owned, the discoms, you have a kind of a backing, you have a sovereign backing, you know, it, it, the attitude is like I can do anything.
1: It's not just about privatization, I think it's about the discipline of the state government and state discoms. We have seen success of privatization mostly in the urban areas, urban pockets, yeah. I think Full statewide private, uh, privatization has only happened in Odisha. The first one was not so successful. Of late, uh, I think Tata Power has taken over the uh, discounts there a couple of years back. There they are uh, improving, but we are yet to see successful examples of a large scale privatization across the state. Our bond is definitely because the consumers have the ability to pay high tariffs and the subsidy requirement to their extent is lower. So there obviously, the privatization will definitely bring in efficiency. Uh, A lot of improvements on efficiency can definitely be brought in by the privatization. But Ultimately, if your tariffs are not increased in line with your cost structure and they're not passed on to the consumers in a timely manner or through additional subsidies from the state government, they are going to face challenges. Even in case of Delhi, if you see, while the efficiency improvement has been very good, there is a significant buildup of regulatory asset on the books of those discounts because they are not able to increase the tariffs in line with their cost structure. Challenges remain. I think essentially what we need is a discipline on the... Uh, from the state governments as well as DISCOMS in ensuring that whatever subsidy is promised is made on time, in ensuring that whatever is the cost incurred is passed on to the consumers in a timely manner, and to ensure that the efficiencies are brought in line with what regulatory has approved. And we have seen this in Gujarat. Gujarat has done, despite being state-owned, they have done very well over the years in terms of improving their uh, uh, operating efficiencies in terms of passing on the cost variations to the consumers in a timely manner. And managing well and those are they are the highest rated uh, discounts in the country for a number of years now so it has happened both in the public sector and private sector it's not just about privatization i would say it's more about the discipline on the part of the state government and the discounts in implementing the reform measures that are needed to turn around the discounts.
0: talking about gujarat uh, Vikram, i mean whether i like the man who headed the state or not is a personal issue but It's one of the finest example of shifting to gas-based economy. It's one state which has shown how you can completely shift to gas-based economy. Even as financial capital has not been able to do it. So yeah, Yeah. Gujarat has has shown in many ways, you know, uh, good governance and sense of discipline, how it can change. So yeah, thank you so much, Vikram. Thank you so much for giving us this time and uh, you know clarifying the nuances with such simplicity for us. And we just hope that that one percent doubt which I still have in mind whether the states will agree or not doesn't happen. And the last night uh, connectivity actually happens, and the weakest link is no longer the weakest link. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you.